Hello, and welcome to the Tea with Tresetta podcast. I invite you to join me each week where I'll share the training, encouragement, and answers you need to be successful in your purpose, as well as interview some awesome women of faith walking fully in their God-given purpose through entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Tresetta Alexander, faith-based business coach and founder of Sister Spotters. I believe you can be wildly successful without competing or compromising your beliefs. Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of the Tea with Tresetta podcast. I'm your host, Tresetta Alexander, and today I am sharing with you an interview that I had with Karana K. Wilson, who is an author and mentor. And we had, we just had a wonderful conversation. Uh, We talked about so many different things from walking through a season of crushing, trusting God on a whole new level, um, Karana's passion for mentoring single moms, the need for having a daily devotion, and moving beyond inspiration to transformation. You don't want to miss this conversation. Let me tell you a little bit about Karana. She is a self-published author and believes that there is more in everyone. And she motivates people with this simple strategy. Focus on you you have the right to. (laughs) She is the most sought after speaker for single moms who have a yearning to identify their purpose. And what she does is she empowers them with her passion to help them remove their mask so that they can fulfill their destiny. Um, Kay has been featured in the Huffington Post um, and the Ladu News, sharing her story from pain to purpose. She was also awarded the 2016 GRIT Award and has won several speaking awards through Toastmasters International St. Louis. So, but before we dive into um, the, uh, the interview that I had with Kay, I wanted to give you a quick update. Of course, it is no surprise to you that I have been having to make some shifts in um, not only the content that I'm putting out on my podcast, but with the Kingdom Girls Rock Conference and the Women of Influaction Conferences that were scheduled for um, April 3rd and 4th and March 26th and 27th, respectively, due to the coronavirus outbreak here in the U.S. Um, Both events have been postponed. The Kingdom Girls Rock Conference has been postponed till August 15th, and the um, Woman of Influaction will be postponed probably looking at a date in September. It hasn't been confirmed just yet, but I will make sure that I update you once we have those dates confirmed. Um, I want to encourage you as you are going through this period of uh, self uh, quarantine and social distancing that you remain um, in good spirits, that you keep your hope and your faith and your trust in the Lord, that you don't allow what 
you hear on the news or on social media to move you out of your faith in God because the scripture says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And we know that we are all covered under the blood, um, still use wisdom, still remain safe, um, but also there is no need for you to be in fear and in, in anxious and um, in a state of panic. Your hope and your trust should be in the Father. And so I, um, I hope that you will take these words of wisdom and um, apply them to your life. And I hope that you enjoy this interview that I had with Karana K. Wilson. Hey there, Purpose Pursuers. Welcome back to another episode of the Tea with Tricetta podcast. And I am so excited to welcome to the show today, Kay Wilson. Welcome, Kay. Hi, good morning. Thanks for having me. Oh, it is my pleasure. It is my pleasure. Absolutely. I'm excited to chat with you because I know that you are from my home state. <laughs> I believe everything is better in Texas. <laughs> That's the model too. <laughs> I know, I know. Everything is big in Texas. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And um, Texas has the best barbecue. I mean, you know, or I feel like, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, we all about that meat, all about that meat. I'm a steak and potatoes kind of gal. Steak so, and you know. <laughs> Everybody sells nothing but meat here in Texas. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Well, again, I want to welcome you to the show, and um, I like to start off with some rapid-fire questions. It gives us a chance to warm up, and it gives the audience an opportunity to get to know your personality really quickly. Um, if something really cool comes up, comes up during the rapid-fire, then we'll circle back around and okay. talk about that um, in the main interview, but um, it's, they're non-threatening questions, so I don't want you to freak out, <laughs> but are you ready to row? Yes. All right. Let's start up by um, with a really easy one. Where did you grow up? St. Louis, Missouri, my hometown. I am St. Louis. St. Louis. <laughs> I'm excited because I'm going to St. Louis in October to speak at a conference. So that'll be my first time in St. Louis. So you'll have to tell me all the hot spots to go check out while I'm there. Absolutely. All the great food places. <laughs> yes. And look, I am a foodie. So yes, we're going to have to when we're done, we got the chat offline so I can get all the, all the places to hit up. Yeah. All right. Where do you live now? I am currently in Dallas, Texas. And Yay. I've been here, yes. I've been here a little over, let's see, we're coming up in four years in May of this year. So okay, we, so you're so you're new to Texas. New to Texas, yes. Okay, awesome, awesome. Well, how do you like it so far? I like it. Again, it, it is big. Texas yes. is huge. It's a lot. It's like a country. <laughs> right. But overall, I love it. There's so many opportunities. I've created some great relationships since I've been here thus far. So I'm really, really enjoying myself. Awesome. All right. So, you know, this is the Tea with Tresada podcast. And so one of the things that I always do, I always have a cup of tea um, when I do the show. And I like to tell my listeners what I'm drinking um, this morning. I'm actually not drinking tea. I'm actually having coffee in my girl boss mug. I loved it. 
Yes, with my girl, girl boss mullet. And I have um, a little hazelnut cream in here. So um, it's pretty tasty. And I'm also, I was eating, my husband made some homemade banana nut bread last night. So I had my banana nut bread and my hazelnut coffee. I got it going on this morning. <laughs> that sounds so amazing. <laughs> but, um, but so I like to ask my guests, which one do you prefer? Are you coffee or tea? So, okay. I'm a coffee drinker. Mm -hmm. However, I am trying to step back from coffee because I can have at least two cups of black coffee a day. Oh, wow. Today I'm drinking tea. I the see my label, y'all. The medicine ball from Starbucks. That's what I'm drinking today. I'm trying. Listen, <laughs> Listen I am a Starbucks junkie. My audience knows I'm always talking about Starbucks. I'm always at Starbucks. So you are in good company, but I've not tried. I've heard good things about the medicine ball. That it's supposed to really help like, you know, boost your immune system. It's really, really good. I've noticed like today because I needed something. I was like, okay, no coffee, no coffee. Let's do the medicine ball. And it's really good. It has a little lemon flavor to it. You can taste a little bit of the honey in there. So it's good. Okay. Um, next time I go to Starbucks, I'm, um, which will probably be later today, but um, anyway, I will order the medicine ball because I've heard really good things about it. So you got, you got me curious. It's good for speakers. Yes. Citrus, for the citrus, throat. Good, citrus, yes. throat. good for the throat. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, so what's your favorite pastime? My favorite pastime. Let's see. I have several, but this one I really, really love. One year for my birthday. I decided I wanted to do skydiving. <gasps> right. Well, unfortunately, I couldn't do it outdoors because this particular location back from my hometown was closed. So I did indoor skydiving. Okay. And pretty cool. I had so much fun. Now, would I do it again? I don't know. But I really <laughs> <laughs> just to feel the adrenaline of the yeah. air going up to the top in the tunnel and coming down to the bottom and realizing I had no control. Mm -hmm. That the guy, that my instructor was the one that had the control. So that really showed me to face my fears. Wow. I, I don't have control over the situations in my life. So that was one of my favorite pastimes. Okay. So <laughs> this is not rapid fire questions this morning because I, can, I have to pause here for a minute. So six years ago, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and it was one of the most, um, or not one of the most, the most challenging um, from a faith perspective thing that I've ever had to face in my life. And I knew that in order for me to be the strongest I could be on that journey, mm -hmm. I needed to do something that was going to boost my faith. And for the majority of my life, I had a fear of heights. Hmm. And so I decided that I was going to face that fear and go zip lining. Really? Yes. So mm -hmm. that's what I, that's what I did. I went zip lining by myself yes. on, on my 41st birthday, mm -hmm. just a few weeks after being diagnosed and, um, it was the scariest, most thrilling, most rewarding experience of my life. 
So I can totally relate. Although I have done it since then. I've done, like, I built up my, um, I don't know, what's the word? Courage. I built up, yes, courage. Yes, I've built up my courage. To, so now I've gone a few times since then. And, okay. um, but yeah, so, so I don't know. Let me know if you decide to go again. You know, that may be an option because I, <laughs> I have this little bug in me to want to do it outdoors. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I still want to do it outdoors. But I would like to do the zip lining as well. Okay. Well, I have no desire to do the skydiving. I just live vicariously through you. (laughs) (laughs) I see no reason to jump out of a perfectly good plane. (laughs) Yes. I just don't, I don't understand that life, but, but I I love to hear when people talk about, you know, they talk about how exhilarating it is. So, so yeah. So cool. Um, All right. Besides the Bible. Mm Mm-hmm. What book has had the greatest impact on your life? I would have to say, once I transitioned from my hometown to Dallas, my bishop wrote a book of crushing, and which is Bishop T.D. Jakes. He wrote a book about crushing. God turns pressure into power. And that book has really transformed the way I see trials and tribulations. Mm -hmm. I see crushing as a sign of celebration because it's an elevation to where God's taking you. So even though if you're hurting, if there's been some pain or some disappointment, some rejection, some betrayal, I look at it as a sign of elevation instead of painful. Even though I'm not taken away from the pain, but I'm also celebrating that God would choose me to crush me because there's some things in me that he is not pleased of, or there are some things he's trying to get out of me to get me me to be for his glory. Instead of looking at it like, why me, God, why this, you know, it really helped me to transform the way I see crushing. Wow. So that I know we're going to get into that. Of course, that's what we're titling in our, our, our <laughs> chat for today anyway, but I know we're going to dig deeper into that. <laughs> so. um, well, I will um, add a link to the book in the show notes. I, you know, whatever book I guess recommend, I like to always add that in the show notes in case Absolutely. anyone is interested in grabbing a copy of that. Last rapid fire question. What is your superpower? Ooh, my superpower is being able to realize the atmosphere, like the, the vibe of it, to come in the room and recognize if this is the room for me, mm-hmm. or am I here to be encouraging to someone in the room? Maybe I'm the person that they may need to hug because I love to love on people. I, I enjoy to embrace people. Like, here's my virtual hug to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I I'm, receive a, I'm a hugger too. <laughs> I like to go to the persons where people overlook. Yeah. Where people don't celebrate them. I love to hug on them because you, you'll find out that those persons are the ones who have what you need more so the love. Mm-hmm. It's reciprocity. So that's what I would consider my superpower to being able to extend love. Yeah. I love, I love that too. Cause you know what? Um, you're so right. There's so many people who are essentially like invisible. 
yes, to, to people, you know, they're, in, they're invisible to people. And just because of the role that they play in society or on their job, um, they get overlooked. They're just kind of like background people, you know, like, for example, the, you know, maybe the cleaning crew for your office building or for your company. And those people just kind of get discarded. They get overlooked, but they're people too. Absolutely. And they deal with the same type of things that we deal with. And at the core of who we are, we all want to be seen. Absolutely. Not so much like on a stage be seen. We want to be seen by the people who are around us. We want to be recognized and acknowledged that we matter. Absolutely. And, um, and so I love that. That's something that... Um, that's another thing that you and I have in common. I love to really engage those people and, and look them in the eye and let them know that I appreciate them, you know? And to add to that, I add to that, I believe it's because I remember being that person mm. or giving them what I wanted. So yeah. instead of seeing it as a negative view, embrace them. Cause I remember being overlooked, being invisible. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Being invisible. Yeah. Wow. We, we, we already done got heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Not trying to. <laughs> no, 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 but, but it's good. It's good. So I, you know, we'll, and we'll, we'll circle back around to that. I know in just a moment, but um, before we dive into, you know, the meat of today's interview, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and what you do? Sure. So we met you before. I'm from St. Louis and my name is Karana Wilson, of course, but I have a 20 year old son. Mm -hmm. I was a single mom. Just a little background of myself that I got pregnant as a teen and had my son as a teenager and was able to get him through life. But I, I realized that as a teen, there were some things that I wished I had. So now it gives me the opportunity to take those seeds that was planted inside of me and plant it into other persons. So as a mentor and author and a speaker and even being behind the chair as a hairstylist, I'm able to pour into others the spirit of the push to keep pushing forward in your life. So that gives me the opportunity to do that of mentoring others and giving them not just inspiration, but words of transformation, not just to leave you inspired, but to transform, yes. give you words of transformation. Cause we don't want to just remain inspired. We wanted some actions to go along with the, the transformation. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, it's so funny. I was just talking to my husband about this this morning of, um, a friend of mine and I are in the process of planning a conference. Um, we're putting on a conference the, big, the first weekend in April called the Kingdom Girls Rock Conference. And um, we got, we were talking about kind of prep, the planning, the preparation and um, how things are going and how just, just how God has been moving in that. And that um, we made a decision to kind of scale back a little bit on what we were in, originally planning to do because I personally have been sensing this need for, or this desire that people have for smaller, more intimate events because we're tired of the speaker fest where it's like, we're getting inspiration, 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 inspiration. And you can't even remember by the end of the event, you don't even remember what the first person said. And so while you're excited and motivated we're confused and so no action get, 
takes place afterwards. And the action is what brings the transformation. And so by scaling back and having a smaller, more intimate event, then you can move people, mm-hmm. right? It, because that's what people want. They're tired of the inspiration. They're tired of the motivation. Not that they're tired. Let me rephrase that. They're tired of only being inspired, only being motivated. They want to know how do I do this because I want the results that you have. Right? I don't want you just telling me how, you know, that you got, you know, that life is great for you. How do I make life great for me too? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so that's what I believe is it's all about um, in this, this next era that we're, that we're in now. It's, it's all about the transformation. Right. Absolutely. I totally agree. Um, what are, um, I know that you are a mentor to single moms. Um, what do you specifically focus on when you're um, mentoring them? Like what's your heart there? My heart, which is the title of my book, there is more in you and breaking free from the chains that keep you bound. So my question is always, what are you masking? So I'm going to just show like just a little glimpse of it, but the cover of my book is a mask. Mm. I think we're covering up the pain and I'm using myself, for example, things that I mask to keep person forward. So instead of dealing with the issue, it could have been as small as, oh, someone hurt me when I was a little girl. So I keep piling it up, piling it it up. And the little issue could have been a, a word that was said to me. And so for years you have let it grow to that I'm overeating. Right. So I'm going to use food as an opportunity to cover up my pain. And the real pain is what someone said to me. So how do we break down the barriers to get down to the truth of what's really, really bothering you? So once we get there, the next step is the how we're going to get out of this. But the steps that it takes, it's not an overnight success. I didn't get here overnight. Mm -hmm. Outside of me mentoring, you may also need to go see a therapist. We get through it in scripture, using scripture, but also affirming the words of positive, not just positivity, but affirming God's word, excuse me, over your life, but applying it, that he said that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So if he, I can do all things, I, I'm not, that does not mean some things, but all things, everything in my life that he loves me, that I don't have to look for a man to love me more. I can look to what he says to me, but we'll go by this step by step but you have to want to do the work because there is so much more inside of you than what's being perceived, what the devil has told you. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that what happens is we, for Christians, for believers, I think that a lot of us get stuck because we think that God is going to do the super, the supernatural work for us, right? That it's just going to be, you know, um, you're going to have an encounter with him, you're pray about it, have an encounter with him. And it's just going, you're going to go from where you are to the end result just by his power. And while he certainly can do that, um, there's plenty of scripture to back up that there, it is a process that we need to go through, right? The scripture says that, you know, you have to work out your soul salvation, right? You know, and and Paul talked about how he had to die daily, how he had to buffet himself, right? And so there, there is a work, like we have to do the work. The scripture says faith without works is dead. We have to do the some work, work mm-hmm. right? You know, and God meets us in the work. Mm-hmm. 
But um, I think a lot of people get stuck and they just sit there thinking that, you know, oh, you know, I can just pray and, you know, I'm waiting on God to do it. Mm -hmm. And that's, no, he's waiting on us. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, He has the provision. However, we have to apply the work. As you mentioned before, we have to put the work into what we've asking for. Like if I want to be healthy, I have to do better with my food. You know, that some things I'm working on. If I want to lose the weight, I have to exercise. But sometimes it may be, I have to deal with what's inside of me. Do I think I'm good enough? You know, can I accept where I am now that I'll get to the goal, but I still love me. I may not be where I want to be, but I still love who I am. Yeah. Yeah. That, that you, boy, woo. that's the core right there. Yeah, it's the core. So we, to the core of you. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of times we're focused. We're so focused on the symptoms. We're so focused on um, the things that we see, and we don't get to the root of the matter. And mm-hmm. while you can make adjustments um, and create new habits, um, if you don't deal with the root cause, it will just pop up somewhere else. Just like you know, it's like if you have a weeds in your garden. And you just, you know, pull the top off, mm-hmm. you know, you're just going to, you're going to keep having to go back and pull the top off. You have to get to the root of the thing. Otherwise it's going to keep popping up. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that that really speaks to what you were talking about earlier. You know, when we first, when you were talking about the the book, the crushing, um, uh, crushing and how you see that as a sign of elevation what, um, what does crushing mean to you? Like, like, let's go a little deeper into that. What does that really mean to you? Well, to go back further, I remember as a single mom, I was taking public transportation and I remember walking up the street and I missed my bus at that time. My son had to be seven and I was trying to get home. I didn't have a car people I knew had transportation. I couldn't get a ride home. And I remember crying like, God, it got to get better than this. It has to get better than this. This, this can't be it. Like this can't be what it looks like. This can't be what my life looked like. And I remember walking when I missed the bus, I had to walk an additional 30 minutes to get home because if I would have stayed there, it would have been another hour for the next bus to come. Wow. And I remember splitting my pants and I'm walking up the road to get home and just tears, tears streaming down my face. And and my grandmother, she's gone on, she passed away a couple of years, 20 years ago. And I remember her saying to me before she died, Corona, life is going to get rough, but whatever you do, don't quit. And I could hear her voice in my head. Don't quit. Don't quit. And I'm walking up this street and I'm trying to get home and I finally get home. And my son greeted me. He was so happy to see me. He hugged on me and loved on me. And I'm sitting in this house, just crying in the house, not having enough money to provide for us and get things going. So as years went by and I was reading this book, Crushing, and it was preparing me to be able to be who he called me to be, not to myself, but to others, the power of your testimony. Because there's two things for fact that I do know. The devil wants your testimony and God wants your testimony. They both have that thing in common. But the devil wants you to keep you. He wants to keep you quiet. Yes. Share it. God wants to use it for his glory that others can be saved through your testimony. 
and show that he's real and he's living. And it was times I kept quiet because I was ashamed that I was raising my child by myself or I was doing things as a teen mom. I missed opportunities. Friends went on up to college and I was raising a child alone. My mother was sick. So all of those increment, those agitations, I like to call them, those levels of things that I was encountering was a product of the level of crushing to be able to sit and have conversations with you, to be able to speak about it with no tears rolling down my eyes because there was a sign that he was doing what what he do with the the grapes yes he was he was taking his hand his he was covering me with his right hand and grace and mercy was keeping me the thorn that he had in my side he didn't remove it he kept me humble he kept me in a space to surrender to him that when i came out when wine you want great wine it costs something yes best wine costs a lot of money And if you want the best, you're going to have to go through extensive time and you're going to have to pay the price for what you want. And I realized I had to pay the price to get here. And when I was reading that and unfolding the the narrative of my life, I was looking through my life as a movie. Like, wow, wow, really? I got through, wow, to get here and smile through the pain, through the tears, and still be able to sit up straight and talk about it with a smile. Yeah. yeah. That's how I, I characterize the power of crushing, <laughs> what it can you do. Know, to- I, I, I totally, like, I, I totally get that. And to even go a little further with it, I look at it as, oh, well, let me back up. A lot of people, look at the crushing or the pressure, the, the, the pressing as a way to destroy or break us. But really the pressure or the crushing, it's really designed to show you what's in you. Mm, yes. Right. So it gets out what's in you. And the, um, because it's only like, just like with you going skydiving, going skydiving, and with me doing the zip lining, it was only when we faced that fear, when we got into the situation that we saw the amount of courage and strength that's truly in us. Mm-hmm. Had we not faced those challenges, had we not gone through those pressures, we would have never known that it was in us. Yeah. And And while it's also in the positive, it also is in the negative where it shows you that, oh, I'm not, sometimes we think that we are at a certain place with God. And then when the pressure comes on us, when the crushing comes, then we find out, oh, I'm not really where I thought I was. And so I need to, you know, that means that I need to make some adjustments. I need to do something different so that I can, you know, get that part that's not like God so I can get that out and replace it with things that are like God or God. right and that's a valid point because when I moved here before transitioning here to Texas I was in St. Louis and I had a great clientele my list was up to 160 so I stepped out on faith and moved here with zero and it really showed me who I am and who I was not Mm. God really instilled some things he working in through me. But when I moved here, no family, no friends. 
And he said, I want you to see this from a different perspective of your comfort zone, some places that I need you to come out of, some things that you were used to doing and flowing in the capacity that you've been used to flowing in. Come on now. Show you who you really are not. So that part of that port of crushing in these past couple of months has really, really, really proved the, the level of vulnerability, uncovered me. The yeah. wounds, the things that I didn't know was there. Yeah. Like, it's there. Oh, 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 that's a problem. Oh, we need to deal with that. Okay, yeah, you can fast, but I need you to develop the word a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Eat it, regurgitate it, <laughs> sit on it. <laughs> and I'm going to sit you in a place of isolation, which is not a bad thing at times. But yeah. I'm going to sit you in a place where you won't be able to talk to anyone but me. Yeah. So I got you still enough. So you can listen to me. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. yes. Oh my gosh. You said, uh, listen, we have been in the spirit together, sis. <laughs> we have been in the spirit together. I'm telling you, I literally just did a Facebook Live yesterday morning saying, um, and I titled it, Comfort is Killing Your Success. Mm. Because wow. we want to stay in this place of comfort, we want to stay comfortable comfortable which is really not comfortable it's just familiar Absolutely. um and we want to try like we don't press those boundaries we don't push beyond the discomfort because we're like ooh, that 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 doesn't feel good so I'm just gonna stay here right mm -hmm. like you, we start like oh we get excited about something and we start moving out and realize that you know especially when God tells you to do something it's like God told me, so I know I'm gonna go for it, and it's just gonna be, it's just gonna be on and popping. It's just gonna be on and popping, and I know He's gonna come through, and it's gonna be easy. No, He didn't say it was gonna be easy. He just told you to do it, Absolutely. and um, and we find out once we start moving out that it's not as easy, as, you know, as it. It still requires us to work, and we be like, ooh, uh, mm, this is a little uncomfortable. This don't feel good. Let me. Uh, <laughs> I need to sit down. Let me back off of this because I must maybe I miss God, right? Don't we say that? Yes. Oh. You sure? You sure? <laughs> maybe I miss God. Maybe it's not my time. No, sis, you got to keep on pressing beyond yes. the place of comfort mm -hmm. so that you can get because the success, the abundance, the prosperity, the joy, the peace, everything that you desire is on the other side of your comfort. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And a yes, giving it that yes to God is not pretty. It's painful. Jesus said yes, and it was still painful. Come on now. <laughs> the cross was to be beat. <laughs> right. Beat. Crucified. Okay. Oh my gosh. First, I mean, yes. Everything. So I had to change my perspective of how I saw the word yes. Mm, yes. <laughs> like, girl, this yes is painful, but it's all going to be good in the end because you're going to get some, you're going to grow up out of this yes. Come on now. Mm -hmm. yes. I, you know what? I never thought about that that way, but yes, mm -hmm. that's it. When you, when you say yes to God, and I think that's why he doesn't tell us what the journey is going to be like mm -hmm. because we would never go. Mm -hmm. right he just shows us the end result and we're like oh I want that that was like that looks so neat that looks so good and mm -hmm. I really want that and so that's what motivates us to start on the journey and a lot of times we we already out there like we so deep in it that <laughs> that we can't go back <laughs> we, have, 
it's nothing to go back to. Right. It's like, okay, well, I can't really go back, but I really don't want to go forward because this is a <laughs> this is this is a little this is a little testy here. Um Jesus, you didn't tell me that I was gonna lose all my friends. Um, Jesus, you didn't tell me that my house was gonna be repossessed, or um, Jesus, you didn't tell me that um you know they were gonna fire me off my job right like he doesn't tell you all that stuff because if he told you you would never go would never go you would never go you would never but, go. You, but if you trust him if you trust him if you truly know him and you truly trust him then you know okay even though those things happen i know he's got me Mm-hmm. And if it, like, it's no surprise to Jesus, mm-hmm. it is no surprise to the Lord that the people fired you off your job. Absolutely. It's no surprise that the bank is trying to repossess your home. It's no surprise that you lost, that you lose those relationships. It is no surprise to him. It does not catch him off guard, but Amen. we have to recognize that no matter what we face, when we are with him, he has what we need. Absolutely. Even when we don't understand why it looks the way it looks. Absolutely. He has what we need. And and also when you look at the job situation, maybe he's making you leave the job because you need to build your own business. Get out of my business. So people can learn from whatever quality of material or product that you have that they need and you're the only one, you are the only person in the world because there'll never be another you. Yeah. You it, you're the it factor. So if you don't produce the product, he got to allow these people to fire you because what you should have said was a no because that no could have been somebody else's yes to get your position. Yeah. You got me over. I don't even know. I got so much flying through my brain. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> My, my mouth can't even keep keep up with all the stuff that's flying through my brain because you are so like that is so so true a lot of times we we have to be stripped of things because we won't go we on won't our own. we won't go on our own we'll stay we'll stay fearful and we won't stretch out um because you know we're it's just it's like mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't know. I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know how to do that. So I'm just going to stay here. But we don't realize that not only we no, not only are we holding up our own blessing, we're holding up someone else's blessing because you're occupying a space that belongs to someone else. Yes, absolutely. And to my sisters that are single, listen, if that relationship is not working for you and God has told you to leave him, child, please leave him. By all due respect, and I love you, I've been there before. And if God is telling you to go, he has something better. That does not mean the person you with is not a great person. He's right. just not for you. And you can yeah. leave quietly. I don't know who that's for, but you can leave quietly. Yeah. Yeah. We just try to hold on too long. Mm-hmm. Been and, there. And, we're, we're, and, and, and it's not just relationships and everything. We hold so tightly mm-hmm. to what we have that we, and because our fists are closed so tightly around what we already have, we're not open to receive what God has for us. Mm-hmm. You can only receive through, from, through an open hand. If your fists, if your hands are closed, balled up, hold on tight, you're not open to receive. And so mm-hmm. it's only when we let go, it's only when we release that we open ourselves up 
for what God really has for us. Yes. Hmm. That's good. Um, what, you know, I know, th- I know that you do hair, but um, your heart is the mentorship. Um, what have you had to overcome in order to step into your purpose or what you feel God has called you to do? Myself. I had to overcome how I saw myself and the things that not what people have said, but what I've said to myself, Mm. like, oh, I I don't think I can do that or self-doubt. Oh, I'm not sure if I have the the position or I'm not good enough to do it or I don't know if that's for me. Everybody else is doing it or uh, who's going to take me serious until I realized I was like, you are the one for the job, like, but you are the common problem in your <laughs> the conversation you're having with yourself. And I think sometimes we give the devil too much credit of what he says, what he says to us is all sometimes ourselves. And there's things I've said to myself and you add to whatever was said to you years ago that I'm like, okay, my insecurity is the problem of the little girl in me. So I need to work on that. I had to do some soul work. Mm-hmm. Really realized that I was my problem. And the soul work was for me to really dive in to what the word says to me, yeah. that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am the apple of his eye. He chose yeah. I'm a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. What that mean? He handpicked me. He loves me so much that he allowed me to enter this world. Mm-hmm. So, so what that there are some things about you that others don't like, but do you like it? You know, I had to really ask myself, do you like the things about yourself? And I love who I am. So I had to really realize that what I had to work on was myself. Mm-hmm. still working on but some things about myself that was stopping me from truly walking in my purpose one is to serve to be a servant at heart first all the other titles are byproduct information oh that's wonderful but at the, the core of me I'm a servant first you you speak in my language <laughs> <laughs> you are speaking my language um it is so crucial to um focus on serving everything that we desire comes out of that right um in fact um i don't know if i've talked about this on um on the podcast before um but this past summer the holy spirit specifically um i you know he is my CEO. And so I go to him for, you know, when I'm making decisions and I was working on a product launch, um, I was, I had beta tested a program and was relaunched, planning to relaunch it before school started. And I was talking to him about it and he said, Mm-mm, I don't want you to launch it. And I was like, all right. And um, I was like, well, what do you want me to do instead? He said, I want you to focus on speaking and serving. And um, I was like, all right. So that's, you know, that's the charge that he has given me. And every couple months, like I get, well, let me back up. I, um, it was about two months later, I was talking to a co- another business coach and we were just kind of chatting at, at, I interviewed her for some, for a magazine, 
for, for a friend of mine. And um, we were chatting afterwards and um, I mentioned, you know, the challenge that I was going to be doing and that I, and she was, I don't remember how we got into it. Basically, I told her that I wasn't, that I had originally planned to launch my program, but I was just going to do the challenge and not launch. And she's like, well, why not? And I had forgotten that the Lord had told me right. not to do it. I just knew that I wasn't doing it. And right. I was like, oh, well, I don't know. And so, she's, so she convinced me to launch the program. And so I'm like, oh, well, I was like, well, yeah, that makes sense. That's all you're right. You're right. I need to do that. And so I, I went through the process and um, shifted my attention off of what I should have been focusing on to do this program launch. And um, I was upset because no one was signing up. And I was, um, I'll just be honest, I was whining. I was whining to the Lord. I was like, I did all this work and why isn't anybody signing up for my program? And, you know, and then the Lord was like, I told you not to do it. And I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, I told you not to launch it. And I was like, oh yeah, you did tell me that. And so then, but then he had to help me out too. He was like, listen, he's like, think back all the clients that you've had, all the clients you've worked with, where did they come from? And I was like, events. And he said, exactly. That's why I want you focused on speaking and serving. He's like, I don't want you chasing after people. I don't want you selling to people. I want you to serve people and they will come to you. The people who need what you have to offer will come to you. They will find yes. you. You don't have, you don't market you. I market you. Absolutely. And I was like, okay. So that's the space where I'm in right now is all about, it's all about serving. And that's what we, as believers, that's what we are called to do. We Absolutely. are to serve first mm -hmm. and everything else. What was the scripture say? Seek ye first, right. the, the kingdom of God. And all this righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So it's as we are doing what he has instructed us to do, doing the thing he has called us to do, then everything that we want, it comes with it. But we're so, a lot of times we get focused on facing the, tracing the things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We get so focused on chasing the things that we miss out on that, like the, the thing eludes us. We can't ever grab hold of it because it's <laughs> because you can't get it that way. You have to go right. the way of serving, doing what he instructed you to do. And then it comes, it comes with that. That's good. It does. It comes with the everything. He provides the provision. Like we don't have to chase provision. <laughs> exactly. Like it comes with the vision. It comes with the vision. Oh, that was good. <laughs> yes, I can literally write that down. We don't have to. We don't have to chase it. Don't have, we don't to, have chase. to chase provision. It comes with the vision, right? Pro vision. Yes. Wow, that was a Holy Ghost mic drop moment right there. It was <laughs> drop the mic. I'm not even using my mic, but I'm gonna drop it. Drop <laughs> it. Drop it. <laughs> um, wow. But that takes just like what you were saying, that takes soul work, right? What does the scripture say? It says that um, 
um, and, and third John, it says that beloved, I wish above all that you would prosper and be in health, mm -hmm. even as your soul prospers, right? Yeah. Only when we prosper our soul, that we open ourselves up, that we increase our capacity for what God has for us. I talk about that. And, um, I just released my first book last week, Friday. Yay, congratulations. And that's one of the, that's one of the things like that is my baseline scripture. That is like the scripture that the Holy ghost gave me for the, the entire, like the, it's the foundation of the book. And a lot of us, we don't want to, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Like people, a lot of times we don't want to put in the work. Yes. But if you don't do the work, you can't get all the other stuff that you desire. You can't get the provision. Mm -hmm. You got to work the vision to get the provision. You got to work it. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously faith is a major part of um, your business, um, both as a stylist and as a mentor. So um, how does your faith show up in your business? <laughs> we covered just about it just a month. <laughs> but, um, to do it, when I, when I see faith, I look at the word action. Mm -hmm. One of my scriptures is now faith. Yes. So I, I try not to move past that part. Now faith, now faith. This is what I need to push for. Okay, faith is, God, I'm going to sign this to get my business going. I'm going to fill out the application. It takes faith to get the application, but it's also going to also going to take action to complete it and actually turn it in. So if there's things that I need, I had to realize with building my clientele here and as a author and a speaker and a mentor, just I have to get myself out there and expand my network by networking with people and how I do that now that I'm out of my comfort zone, like this big old state I'm in <laughs> and coming out of myself and walking in faith and implementing in every aspect that I, God, I only want what you want for me. That sounds yeah. really cliche, but it's real. Yeah. Even clientele, who you want me to connect with, how does that look? And really taking the, now faith is the substance. It's the substance things of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. But without faith, it's an impossible to please God. So what does that look like to me? Faith is this action that I'm going to have to do to do something that I would never have done before to get to where I need to get to. Is it comfortable? No, it's uncomfortable because even when you activate in faith, you don't see action right. You don't see the, the overall project the, the whole thing come up come together right at one time you don't see it all come together at that moment but you still have to believe and have faith enough that's why I have to say this and I know we say it a lot but it's real you have to apply the word of God to your life yeah. you have to apply it in your business you have to the, the scripture showing if you look at Solomon and, and different people in the Bible, look at David, they, they had business plans. If you look at how they built the temple, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. strategy, and that's a strategy. When right. David gave the, the mantle to his son, he gave him a strategy. He told him, this is what you need to do. I'm going to set you up with this. You put things in order, but it took faith to be able to activate in those areas, to walk in it. And you have to use the word of God and in order to know what it says. We have to read it and apply it. 
even when it don't feel good. That's right. That's right. It, the only strategy we need is the one that comes from the, from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right. And one thing that I don't know about you, but I know when the Lord gives me strategy, it makes like, it's usually completely and totally contrary to what the experts, yes, the gurus, Experience. you know, all this, it's, it's typically in direct contradiction to what they say do. Exactly. Like open up a salon and I have no clients and no one is coming and I have to keep going and pushing and connecting, networking and, and keep posting or keep connecting and talking and doing this. Okay. But I got you. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. God's understanding is unsearchable. It does not make sense. It really does not. It make it doesn't at all. Like how? But he knows everything. So yes, I believe back to the faith piece in your business, but not use it as an opportunity to neglect opportunities. True. True. Don't neglect the opportunities, but cherish them, but walk in it and apply every everything to faith yeah Yeah. that's a really good uh, let's kind of sit there for a minute because um what came up when you said that what made me think about how some a lot of times we are believing god we're asking god for opportunity to open these doors for us but we're not doing the preparation in the off season and so then when the opportunity comes, when the door opens, we're not ready to walk through. That's really, really good. <laughs> That's really, so when it's quiet and nothing is turning about, when you have idle time, you can't look at like the moments as if this is the only thing that's going to happen. Like it's always going to be like this. No, this is just a season. Well, in those seasons that there is idle time, Take the time out to read more, challenge yourself to read things that you wouldn't read before. And if there is an area of business that you're in, really, really do your research. Research that that area, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the common area. What does that look like? Like, yeah, apply the scriptures and everything to us, but God gives us wisdom to go out and expand and look at things and pay attention to the market. Like, is this yep. for? understand the numbers, like read stuff. So when you're sitting at the table and someone asks you a thing, you can say, oh, it's 34% of such and such and such and such according to your business. Because you want to be able to give them information because you've taken the time to research and read and, and really, really digest your business to understand what that looks like for you. So when you get up on the stage, you don't have to yes. fumble for yes. information because yes. you preparing in your season of isolation or season of like you said off season so you've been on the sideline now God is giving you the entire field you got to be out there to run a football player don't just come a football player overnight (laughs) you have to train so while you're training you should be preparing yourself because the day gonna come when your boy on the team hurt himself and he needs you to take his his side so you take his position you got to be prepared for it absolutely absolutely Loot Lee. Oh my goodness. This is like, I could talk to you all day. <laughs> this has been so good. This has been so good. Um, but um, before we actually close out, I, I liked one of the things that I like to ask is 
what resource do you recommend most often to um, clients, um, to the people that you mentor, um, or just people in life in general? Like, what is what is your favorite resource to recommend? Well, back to what we were talking about researching, but to also dig into if it's a client that I'm encountering with, if it's some product or something they want to look into, but also take them back to reading and understanding the product that you're trying to purchase for. If there's someone I'm mentoring, they want a book or outside of devotional time to apply the devotional to your life. Like really, this is one of the resources that I would recommend to people is a daily devotion, mm. a daily devotion. Even if it's one scripture that you're trying to memorize, that you're devoting some time to that, that you're taking time to really get to understand who you are. And that would be a foundation of the resources that I would recommend to others to really take time in your daily devotion. That is going to be the foundation of your day. Absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree with you wholeheartedly agree with you. Share with us um, some words of inspiration or encouragement by um, telling the audience what your favorite quote or motto or scripture is. Um, leave us with some words of inspiration. My favorite quote that I've researched for years, which is Psalms 138 and 8. Mm. And it says that he will perfect that which concerns you. Don't abandon the works of your hands. And that's when I realized when I was looking for something and God reminded me, everything you need is in your hands. I have literally given you everything you need to succeed and to live in this life. I will perfect it. Everything concerning you your descendants, everything connected to you will be taken care of. There is nothing you will never have to beg me for. I got you through every season of your life and I would want to encourage someone with this. You don't have to look anywhere else. Everything you need, God has it. He is perfecting every aspect of your life. It's already in the book of remembrance. He has everything you need in your life, your business, your family your health, everything is factored in. If you can really get the fact that when he perfected, he's perfecting everything concerning you. Perfecting doesn't feel good, but when he finished, you come out polished and ready to go with the flow. Absolutely. That was powerful. That was powerful. Thank you, Kay, so much for being a guest on my show. Tell everyone how, if they want more of you, <laughs> If they want to connect with you, um, yes. how they can how they can connect with you? I am on Instagram as K Wilson R, so that's K A Y E Wilson W I L S O N R as in Randy, and also Facebook as Karana K Wilson as K A R O N A and K A Y E W I L S O N, and also every Monday at seven a.m. Central Time. Oh, I'm sorry there. Every Monday, 7 a.m. Central Time, we have prayer. And the phone number for prayer is 425-436-6367. The code is 526532. 
And that's every Monday at 7 a.m. Central Time. And I'll read back the number again. It's area code 425-436-6367. And the code is 526532. I will make sure to have links to your social media accounts as well as the information for the um, weekly prayer line um, in the show notes. So if people are driving, because I know I'm a pod, you know, I like to listen to podcasts in the car. And so writing, writing stuff down is a little bit challenging um, then, but um, so that way they can grab hold of that. Um, again, Kay, thank you so much for being on the show. This thank has been a really, really rich conversation. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it for the opportunity and creating a platform for us to come and share our stories. And so I thank God for you for being obedient and giving God a yes to do this for us. So thank you. Amen. Amen. Well, Purpose Pursuers, you know what I'm going to say. You got this. And you know what else? God has you. I love you and I appreciate you. And I will see you next time. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would help me get the message of purpose and prosperity out to as many believers as possible. You can do this by sharing the podcast with another purpose pursuer or by leaving me a five-star review on iTunes. Until the next episode, kingdom blessings.